Hi, my name is Kelly, and I've been free of Mormonism for 16 years. You're supposed to say hi, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, it's been a hard 16 years, but uh, I just uh, I just watch YouTube videos and just remember that uh, it's okay to not be Mormon. How about you, Skylar? Oh, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, I've been free of Mormonism for, I would say, three years. How's that going and, for uh, you? Feels fantastic, finally, after, <laughs> I would say, 11 of trying to figure out what to do, how to get out of it. So, yeah, man, it's all good. 11 years is a long time, bro. Yeah, it was probably eight, but plus three puts me at 11. Yeah, all right. That's how math works. So, it does, even it though does. you quit Mormonism, your mathematics still on par. Pretty proud Stellar. of you. Stellar. Stellar. Yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, this is Northwest Vibes, and I got my buddy Skyler, and we're, we're going to title this podcast uh, Our – Ex-Mormon missionary experiences? Yeah, all right. So I'm kind of thinking, let's kind of break down, like, what happened beforehand, why we went on the mission, and then, like, really, the meat of it is going to be, like, what happened on the mission, and then, like, right after the mission, and then we can kind of uh, extrapolate what happened and how it's affected us at the end. Does that mm-hmm. sound good to you? Love it. All right. All right. So preface, uh, three shots in, but I'm not feeling it. But I got really? this drink. Yeah, I got this drink here with another three shots and some Red Bulls. So Merka. Damn. <laughs> I got to get my Tyler. Get Merka up in here. <laughs> Bro, that's right. I'm pretty buzzed. So I'm just going to hang in here for the next little while. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's do this. So. I went on my mission back in like 2005, question mark. When did you go on your mission? I left in 1999 and went to 2001. Do you realize how old you are? Oh, dude, they might as well bear me right now. I'm dead. You're like a dinosaur. You're like a walking, talking dinosaur. That's crazy. I I know, dude. It's stupid. Are you starting to fossilize in front of Ashley's eyes? I could be. She doesn't say anything. She still likes it, I think, but I don't know. Well, anything that comes from Skylar, I'm down. She's probably down, too. Maybe. Maybe. You have that magical touch. Dude, I do, don't I? All right. (laughs) I went to Dahlonega, Georgia. Beautiful. Beautiful location. It is so beautiful. Like, top that. Go ahead. Try and top that. Where'd you go? I went to a little place called Puebla, Mexico, senor. Oh, okay. So central Mexico, bro. Where is that? That is an hour southeast of Mexico City. And that's uh, where you were the whole time? Yeah, borders Oaxaca, Veracruz, you know, that area. Did they they speak English there? (laughs) No. Sorry. (laughs) All right, all right. So you went to Mexico and you learned how to play soccer. I wish. No, I basically knocked doors for two years and uh, had a really not a lot of fun. But uh, you know, but it built character, Skyler. Absolutely did. It it really did. No, I have to admit, right? So if you go back on that mission and you look at what you know, obviously I don't believe any of the stuff I was teaching at the time. But we'll get there. Oh, so 
yeah. Sorry, did I jump ahead too far? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. We're we're starting. We're starting early, bro. I want. Okay. I want okay. Young, I want baby face Skyler right now. Okay. okay. This, this okay. old dinosaur Skyler. I want. I want you to tuck him to bed for right now. Okay. He put. He's down. He's down. He's dead. Okay. You want nineteen-year-old Skyler? I want nineteen-year-old Skyler about face. Let's go, dude. The Lord, the Lord is guiding my life. Yeah. And, how, uh, so how was it? Were you scared? No, man. I was stoked. You were America. You were like, I was I'm like, a British Mormon. Yeah, I was like a freaking Mormon jihadist, <laughs> practically. All right, yeah. all right. That's cool. So, so you were you went right when you were 19. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. You were just turning at the bit. We're gonna do this stuff, and I'm gonna go to the MTC, and then yep. it's gonna be fine and wonderful and dandy. Dude. Is that how it went down? Yeah, I was the purest of pure. Dude, you know, I was I really was so locked proud and loaded. Of you. I'm like, he's gonna get. This. He's gonna get it. He's gonna do it. Yeah, oh, dude, I, I went down there. there. I, I didn't know. I didn't I know you. Really but I baptized the world, bro. Yeah, dude. Did you watch Saturday's Warrior before you left? No, I didn't. I didn't need to. I lived it. You were Saturday's Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do me. any of the musicals in front of your uh, your cohorts. No, bro. I didn't need to. Like I said, you I just like, started slamming heads underneath the water. Bat hell yeah! Baptized. Baptized. It's like that's like a libre, dude. That's what it was. I am the Lord. I'm not even kidding you. Like Nacho Libre, that was filmed where I was in on, on my mission. That's like oh, that's so legit. cool. That's dude, the that, real deal, dude. Oh, I love that movie, man. So it's, a, it's a beautiful area down there, man. Some areas, others are sh- total shitholes, like where I was, oh, was uh, immediately dropped off. So let me just tell you, right? They uh, yeah, they pick me up here. down there in Mexico. I land. Nobody's there in Mexico City. Luckily, I run into some other missionaries that tell me what bus to get on. I find my way to Puebla City after a one and a half hour bus ride that I have no idea. I can't speak the language. We have a phone number. So I mean, there's something I call. No one's there to pick us up. Anyway, we finally figure out how to get to where we're supposed to go. Someone shows up, picks us up, and starts this crazy adventure. But yeah, dude, it's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Okay. Can, I want to go back even further. Is that okay? Are you triggered yet? All right. Oh, I'm I'm instant triggered with all this stuff. But yeah, feel free. Okay. Good. 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 So, you were in your mind the hero, and you're like, I am a good boy, and I am going to do this thing, and everyone's going to be so proud, and I'm going to learn so much. I'm going to go on this super adventure. I'm going to give a talk in church before I go. Did you actually do that? Oh, I did it. Yeah, okay, H- how was how was that in thirty seconds or less? Uh, it was fine. It was short and sweet to the point. I don't think I spent more than like six or seven minutes up there. And it was just like these are the things, these are the stuff, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say the the things, and it was all cliche. And you left, or did you actually have like a little thread the needle in there? I don't even remember. It was I don't know. It was like an essay almost. I think there was like several points I made. And- yeah, I don't. I, don't I remember. remember I remember being... talking about great friends getting me, getting me there, and I looked at like Sydney and Josh, and then everything else was kind of a blur. Like it was all about like lo- like faith and love or something like that. And then how was yeah. how was MTC experience? Uh, dude, I don't know. I was sitting in a classroom for twelve hours a day or something. I mean, it was really like ten hours a day. 
maybe even 12 hours a day, I think. Learn, I think and this was to have, learn Spanish? Yeah, and I think we got like three days a week of like an hour of exercise. I mean, that's like not enough for a 19-year-old kid. Right. Not How a long lot were you? I was only there for like, I think it was like three weeks or something like that. It went by really quick and I was already out. But I know that yeah. when you learn a language, you have to stay longer. How long were you there? I think it was like six to eight weeks. I, I think it was eight weeks maybe. Two that is a long and then that that time counted towards your mission, right? Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Ha- anything crazy happened there? Not really. Just kind of a blur of that. Same day every day. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's okay. All right. So then you're slammed down. You barely got the bus ride. You you found your companions, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or so your lead, or did you find your leader first? How did, how did that, that first day, first week go? I, I think they, yeah. So the assistant to the president, they picked us up after they forgot about us in, uh, in Pueblo city. <laughs> so you show up in this place, man, it is nothing like where you were, where I grew up, you know, it's okay. It's total sketch, man. I can't speak the language. I'm freaked out of my mind. These dudes pick me up. I meet my companion and then we take this taxi ride to i kid you not the ghetto of mexico dude scary crap man nice off, we lived above a liquor store it nice was, it didn't have windows like it was all busted up there was it was all unfinished concrete uh it was freezing cold at night because it was kind of like oh in the high mountain area of, of mexico anyway okay yeah yeah, yeah. Mexican, that's like a mile high right it was high altitude you know i don't even remember the altitude. I have to look it up, but yeah, um, it's a super sketchy area, man. And that was your first week there, and you were were you more scared for your life than you were ready to spread the gospel? I was, uh, I was highly concerned about the situation I was in, and I was really worried about two years of this because. So, so first, first, first week, you're like, I, I, how, how are we gonna do this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like two years. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. This is stupid, man. So, this how many prayers did you say your first week? Uh, probably about seven hundred and thirty-four. I think <laughs> something like that. Right around there, plus or minus six. I think. What it came and, and you didn't. Uh, you didn't die. So, therefore, prayers answered. Facts. I guess. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> you can make it up. I guess. And then, and then, just like second day, you were there. You're like, let's hit the streets, or, or did was there any rigmarole? No, that night, dude. My command is like, hey, we still got an hour. It's only eight o'clock. Let's go knock doors. I'm like, are you oh, kidding me, shit. dude? He was hardcore. He wouldn't speak to me in English, even though he's American from California. Whoa! Go and buy a blanket. I, I kid you not. I had no. We had no windows. They're all busted up in our room, and he Whoa. took me by the window. And it's freezing, and so I'm sleeping in, like, my sweatpants and socks and a hat, and I'm freezing to death, and he won't let me buy anything because it's not P-Day. I have to wait a week. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So and so you're scared and cold, oh, and, yeah. this, and this was, like, this was, like, initiation? Is that kind of – was it, like, training day for you? No, man. This is the way life was for that whole two years. It was just a total disaster pretty much. But no. I got used to it pretty quick. Shit. Okay, okay. So you, I'm, I'm assuming you learned more Spanish in that first week there than you did the eight weeks at the MTC. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
you were just all and so you your brain went from la 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 rainbows and <laughs> unicorns to like okay let's get real here oh uh, yeah because i had to like talk to people when i knocked on their door dude how you okay. you can't do that you know you don't even know what you're saying so he so he threw you to the wolves yeah. day one. pretty much Dude, your story is already way cooler than mine. Just saying. Oh, your turn. Your turn. So what happens to you? You show up for duty. Salute your presidente. And, and it was what? like hugs and high fives. And let's go show you your fully furnished apartment with this thing what? called electricity and carpet and, and fully carpet? furnished windows and beds with blankets. And, and we had <laughs> companions across the way so we had four people right oh, there shut up and then our mission leader was there he got me all settled and then we did bible study and was like this is our plan and then the guy my my companion was actually cool and he ended up being like the district leader when he was done with me he was like mm-hmm. he was he was like cool dude like ex like pizza delivery driver like 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 cool music <laughs> and he, he was like he was like everyone loved this guy and, and so I was like, yeah, I'm in Georgia and we're doing stuff. And and so it was like the first three months of the mission were cool because I was with this guy, like the leader, and he always knew what to do. And we had a car. We didn't even nice. ride bikes, bro. Oh, my gosh. We had a freaking Corolla. They wouldn't, give, they wouldn't give me a bike because too many missionaries died from riding bikes. So that'll just tell you how traffic laws work in Mexico. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this, man. This is This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, they gave me like a credit card. Like, okay, on Tuesday, you get X amount of dollars so you can buy food and like other stuff. And if you save up money, yes, this this money transfers to the Nike store, which is like two miles away that you can drive (laughs) to and you can buy shoes. Like, just saying. (laughs) So, yeah, we went shopping. We bought we bought shoes. Oh, yeah. Missionaries. They did. They lived on top ramen. So that they could buy like shit from the Nike store. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your story is gonna be way cooler than mine. When I got there, I got like sixty bucks a month to live on. Are you no. kidding me? We got like a hundred and forty no. a week, bro. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking. It makes it feel a lot better. <laughs> I'm so glad we did this. Uh, yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start because, like, I feel like I'm talking to an alien at this point. Not being racist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this oh, is yeah. amazing. Oh, my God. Okay, so let me see here. Let's just start from the top. This is going to be out of order. But when you were on your mission, what did you accomplish? Or what did you feel like you were accomplish? going to accomplish? What I feel like I was going to accomplish, or or what did you accomplish while you were on I don't your? No, man, I became fluent in Spanish. Uh, okay. I uh, became a district leader, zone leader, trainer. I baptized you the whole zone leader. That's people. a big deal, man. That's how many missionaries were underneath you? Uh, I don't know, forty. Yeah, that's 30, a big deal, man. Something like that. We're, we're all yeah, dude, your, I did the whole uh, thing, man. I, uh, I, I totally adopted the whole vision, and I went after it. I gave up P-Day. I, I fasted every week at times. Like, um, You went full yeah, was, cilantro on the Oh, ice. dude, I was off my rocker, bro. I was uh, getting after it, 
baptizing I, dude, lots of I people. I believe it. I believe it. I got, so, all got right, to let's a just, point where the bishop told me to stop baptizing people because they couldn't keep up with it. What? I didn't know this. All right, how many people did you baptize? Uh, in the end, like over 70, like in the 70s. <laughs> you were that guy, bro. You were yeah, just... Man. I had Dude, one I in it to win it. my entire mission. You baptized 70? I'm a little jealous. Well, you know what? I was uh, not telling the truth. that I, I didn't realize that at the time. But uh, Well, you didn't know any better. I know, but still, like, you're literally, okay, I'm in Mexico, supposedly the, where the church claims the Book of Mormon occurred. When it did not, there's zero evidence. It's all made up. And yet... I'm telling these people their ancestors are these people in this made-up, fabricated book. Not the Aztecs, not the Mayans, who are actually badasses, but these random dudes that build a boat and sailed across the ocean. Right. It's so but stupid. They, but they so were, stupid. but they were into it. They they believed your story. Uh, yeah, yep, they did. Now, do you think they believed your story, or did you think that their community was just not doing well? And so they believe that maybe this Mormonism was an, an answer to their community problems. Well, let's say it is the start of that. They find community, but then they actually they, they end up adopting that new story, that new narrative that's been conjured and made up and propagated through our community. I, I, that's my opinion. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, well, how sure when when you were in there, how sure were you that you were right? How sure were you that you were helping and, and leading and guiding? I mean, I think initially, like uh, going out there, you know, I didn't have a rock solid. I mean, I believed it, but I don't think I, I mean, I didn't know it. And I told I think I told the bishop that like, I, I don't I don't know this is true, but I do believe it and I want to know it. And if you're going to do anything, don't there, do think, it half ass kind of kind of opinion. Yeah, I mean, I definitely approach. I bought in 100 percent, you know, cool. like, I, I, totally I, respect the narrative. That. I respect that, Skylar. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, well. I mean, that's all I knew, right? That's what I was taught. That's what I was, I was just forced basically into believing over time, even though I hadn't been able to study anything but what I was handed by that, that, by that organization. Now, having stepped back and really looked at it more critically, it's just absurd that I did what I did, but whatever. Yeah, but, that, but we'll get there. We'll get there. How many towns did you go to? Um, so, dude, I should probably get out my journal. Um, I want to say like five. Over the, over the two the- years? Over the 22 months, yeah. Okay, and then when you, how many of those months were you zone leader? I got to be a district leader, I think, in the first, like, within the first year. Wow. And then then I think, I don't know, I would say within two to four months after that, zone leader. And then I asked to get put back to a district leader because I didn't like being a zone leader and to deal with all the drama. Oh, all the babysitting? Yeah. Okay. So I went back okay. to district leader for the last, I think the last three or four months or something. Oh, okay. So you just got to chill your last, your last little bit then. Well, I just went out and started baptizing a ton of people. I baptized like, I think like 20 people in the last six weeks or something. So how, so how is it? So you, so give me an example. Uh, give me your average person that you baptize from introduction to dunking in the water. Like, can you like can time you, frame? Yeah, yeah, or or just yeah, yeah. Time frame and how did it start? How did you convince them? And, and what was it like doing that? And then how did you get to see the results from that? Or are you just on to bigger and better things after that? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, usually I think time frame wise is usually like a month to two months, three, you know, two two lectures or two discussions a week, plus coming to church, plus you know any dealing with any questions or any specific you know issues that might pop up. Um, but I think yeah, I think on the order of one to two months. I know there was a couple people. There was like two weeks and they were baptized. Like I baptized at one family. Like I think within two weeks of leaving, like six people wow something like right at the very end wow yeah did you have like a scoreboard or were you were you winning any games or bets or anything oh no no man i was like i loved it i love those people i still love them i just you know things are different in my belief system now but right right. solid great people and convincing them you know i don't know you just try and make them i think in the end what it is is you're connecting with them on a very personal human level uh, I think we all have these questions about about life, about afterlife, you know. And so when you bring him these answers and say, "Oh, this dude actually talked to God and Jesus," you know, he this is this is the book that we have that's from your ancestors, you know. All these things that I was like, "Wow, this is so compelling! I really love this idea and this message, and I love this community." I think a lot of those things just kind of come together, and uh, you know, end up end up. And introducing them and, and, uh, and eventually for them to, to take that plunge and, and kind of own it and get baptized. Okay. So they, so they, it wasn't, it wasn't more of a, we should do this just because it was, they actually, you felt like some sort of uh, interpersonal relationship and you felt like they were compelled to do it. And it was just baptism after baptism and, and all of them seemed genuine or, or did it seem more like, I want to be part of a community because, you know, social pressure. I think almost all of them were genuine. I think there was only one that, that was like, I think he, I think he was like dating one of the girls that was part of the, part of the church at the time. And I think that's the only one I felt like, you know, he doesn't really believe it. He's just doing it for, for her. But I think everybody else was like pretty much in it, man. You know, they they liked it. They, they believed it and went with it. Side note. Side note, how many hot chicks did you baptize? I would say zero. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's <my> how <laughs> many hot chicks did you see down there? Dude, there were lots and uh they it was I mean every day pretty much there were chicks like fox fox calling and what do they call it? Cat calling me. Uh, nice. every time about y'all dude, I could have had a ball down there. Could have had a ball. But, uh, <laughs> Can't do that when you're a missionary, you know. No, no, you yeah. good boy. So, all right, let let's Damn. go with uh, let's. I got five questions here. They're all pretty similar. Any crazy experiences down there, bro? Hmm. Crazy. Um, I ate a lot. Other than the fact that um, you're didn't have windows and security while you're. Oh and, yeah, I totally lived in Latino. The, you know, totally. besides that fact, any. Anything's extra, any anomalies while you were down there? There was a couple. I mean, one time I was walking down the street and I got nailed with a brick. A dude threw a brick off a building and hit me with it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, dude, it scared the hell out of me. Like, I, What the hell I was, happened? I was, I was, he was up on a building, like a three, three-story building, like an apartment building. And he saw this two missionaries and he just throws his freaking brick. And I had just pulled out, I had pulled out my umbrella, like, cause it was starting to rain and it, it hit the umbrella and then nailed me right in the stomach. Holy. 
high. So it was so like, it was your umbrella. Lucky. I was like, God, God intervened, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 he did. He, he, told, he, he my, totally my did. Umbrella. And my, my companion was a Mexican dude, and he just like starts like, hey, you motherfucker. <laughs> he just starts yelling at the dude. Nice. Jump, jump the, the fence. And anyway, the dude took off. Another time, I walked around a building, and like there's like a, this explosion. It was like the most bizarre thing. I still to this day don't know what the hell happened. It was explosion. I yeah, I think these guys were like making homemade fireworks, and I just happened to come around the side of a building when they when they lit it. Anyway, I was like, my ears were ringing. It was like to- completely disorienting. It was like a flashbang. Wow. So there was a few <laughs> few random things like that. But it's insane, bro. I my I my remember. stories don't even compare to you at all. This is. This is way better coming from you. <laughs> Other That's than amazing. that, I mean, it's pretty boring most of the time. I mean, I ate some good food and interesting things, but. Uh, oh, I was teaching a discussion one time and a big old black scorpion ran out and started like going back and forth. And my companion oh. smashes it like mid sentence and just keeps teaching. And I'm like, what the. <laughs> oh, my this. God. I mean, it's as big as your hand. This huge black scorpion, <laughs> man, running around. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, stuff like uh, that. How many of your companions were American, and how many of them were Mexican, and how many of them were not that? I had three American companions, and I want to say like six Mexican companions, something like that. Okay, and they they didn't even know English, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, they couldn't speak English. Wow. Okay. Any any unique experiences with uh, the Mexican companions? Uh, no, most of them were like pretty cool dudes man um there's one dude that was i don't know what was wrong with him he couldn't he couldn't talk to anybody like he just literally for two months he never said a word except to me whoa and so i he couldn't in discussions i'd be like all right man you gotta you gotta do something you gotta talk i can't keep doing this i'm like my voice is going out and he'd just sit there and you wanted so, to punch him in the face, but you didn't. Oh, dude, that dude drove watching crazy. It. He was all. I could only imagine how Skyler was talking to himself during this time. Oh, dude, yeah, not not well. What I did, did your like What did guy. your leaders tell you about this guy? I don't know, man. I don't even remember. He was brand new, and I got him. I was supposed to train him, and so I like. Oh, greeny, you got the green. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he for some reason just could not. It was the most bizarre thing. I'd let him like do it a door approach, and he'd be like, just staring at the people, not wow. saying a word for like twenty seconds, and like, sorry, can I help you guys? What do you need? Wow, <laughs> that's wow. All right, anything yeah. unique on your uh, American compadres? Were they just as shell shocked as you, or kind of meh? I mean, the shell shock wore off after about a month, I'd say. So we were all pretty okay. much loose and. Um, one of them was a way cool dude. He played the guitar, and so we like tracked it out. This dude um, that had a guitar, and we'd get up on his porch, and like he'd rock out with a big amp, and <laughs> it was kind of funny. Cool. When his parents weren't home, we'd hang out and just, um, you know, go play guitar for twenty minutes before we go start knocking doors. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah, but dude, right. I don't any, know, man. Uh, Pretty benign any- for the most part. Okay, right on, right on. That's cool. Any fun experience? What was your most fun experience while you were there? Fun. I, you know, dude, I didn't have fun. Uh, my mission president took away our P day so we could baptize more people. It was that kind of a mission. There was, uh, I didn't, I didn't really play 
any games because I had to wash my clothes by hand. I had to, you know, we didn't, we didn't have time to do anything, to see anything, to do anything. It was like, it was pretty brutal on that front. There's no sightseeing, no tourism, no. Oh, no way, dude. Basketball or soccer. I, I think I played soccer like twice when I first got there. And then they put all the, the rigorous things in place where you couldn't, you know, you had, you had to give up your P day. What the hell? No P day. I live for my P day. Yeah. Right. I was like P day Eve. I was all celebrating because it was finally a day to like take a chill, but now they took that away. So we get up, we'd study and we'd go wash our clothes by hand. We'd try and go buy some groceries and then we were back out there. What the hell? Ridiculous. Okay. Who was your mission president? I want to talk to this guy. Dude, the guy's a freaking awesome dude. I love him to this day, even though he's a psycho. But okay, when I got there, they were about so you were more America people. than Skyler. Oh hell yeah, dude! I was America. <laughs> up the, up the ass. <laughs> so we got there. When I got there, they were baptizing forty people a month. Okay, in Mexico, that is pathetic. And so the mission president's like, "Look, we got to clean this up. You got okay." So let me back up a little bit more. Before my mission All president right. got there. The mission president before him got sent home for something. And so it apparently was, there was a sexual encounter with another missionary is what it what wow. the was. And so That's they sent cool. him home, brought in the new mission president early, and then he went to town and starting to clean up the mission. So the deal was if we could baptize 200 people a month, then we get our P-Day back. And sure enough, we started doing it consecutively, like consistently. Oh, shit. Baptizing wow. 200 people a month. And so in our zone conference, when I was a zone leader, he went around and asked everybody, okay, do you want your mission, your PDA back? And I'm like, yes, please. And I was like one of two people. And the rest are like, no, we got to keep going. We got to get to 300 baptisms. And get so for the rest of my here. mission, for the rest of my mission, dude, no PDA. Oh, my God. You guys yeah. were literally on a mission for your mission dude it was a joke <laughs> i have a lot of pent up frustration that's coming out right now i apologize i'm so glad we did this Skyler. that's so crazy <laughs> i feel like we i'm had stealing so the show i got different too much experiences today. oh my god that is so crazy <laughs> And I'm like bitching about what I'm going through, and you're like going through like real shit. I need to get a break. <laughs> no, dude, I don't get a break, man. Oh, I did have one story. One just popped to my mind. Okay. We went. We were walking past this Catholic like church, and this lady was apparently dying, and one of her daughters was a Mormon, and so she came out. And she's like, "Oh, elders, you know, you're, we're in the middle of the street. Come in and give my my mom a blessing." And so we go in and it's like candlelight and she's like on this altar and it's like the most, bizarre, the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And she's like, give her a blessing that, you know, that she'll live. <laughs> and so my companion, Whoa, dude, God. yeah, there's like, I'd say there's probably like 25 people or family around and we're giving her a blessing in this weird, weird church thing. And he commands her to live. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that was a good idea, dude. Like you're walking out. <laughs> okay. like, I'm listening. I'm, like, I'm listening. I'm you're listening. leaning into that, dude. You should. You should have probably said like, you know, let the will of the Lord be done or something because yeah. you don't know what's gonna happen. Well, guess what? The next, the next day we're walking, past, 
And she died, dude. She died that night. And it was, oh, no. You know, in front of all those people. Oh, it was just terrible. It was awful. But anyway. That's awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. How did he deal with that? He was just like, oh, damn, dude. He felt he felt terrible. But, I mean, what do you do? What do you do? You just keep going, bro. Okay. Okay. I respect that. All right. Uh, what was the most uh, spiritual experience that you had? Like one, like the most spiritual moment that you mm-hmm. had? I don't know. That's a tough one. You know, I will say there was this one experience. So we were out knocking doors and uh, we, we knocked on this house and nobody was there. And so we started walking down the street and then uh, we started crossing the street. And then I was like, you know what? I feel like we should go back. Interesting. So my, my companion kept walking and I'm seriously, I'm standing in the middle of the street because we kind of skipped this, this little like, it looked like a garage area. Like, I don't, I don't know quite how to explain it, like an abandoned bus station, I guess. Yeah. And it looked like people might be living there, but on the other hand, maybe not until we skipped it. But then I was like, nah, man, we need to go back there. Interesting. So, so I say, hey, hey, bro, let's go back. Let's go knock on this door. And so we come, we went back and this lady was there. And, uh, you know, I didn't like invite her to be baptized like right then. And she's like, sure, let's do it. And so wow. literally within a week, I baptized her whole family. And wow. so for me at the time, I was like, you know, that was, that was it. That was, that was a confirmation. That was a. Absolutely. Uh, but anyway, I did that a lot of times, I think. And I, that was the only one time that actually worked. So. Okay. Okay. But no, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that. That's cool. So you felt like some sort of connection and purpose or whatever, and you were head on a swivel and you were present and you were listening. I think that's yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I, at the time I did now, obviously I, I think that was just my OCD. Like, Oh, I'm skipping a house or I'm skipping a potential door. Yeah. You know? Fuck Fuck your science brain, Skyler. No, Fuck dude. it. No, I like that story. That's a good story, and I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. You can't control what you did. You did what you did, and I approve of it. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Does. All right. Here, here on the flip side, did you learn anything non-spiritual while you were on your mission? Non-spiritual. Yeah, let's hear it. What benefits came from that mission that had nothing to do with Mormonism? Discipline. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. dude. That's a crazy... What you were on is not a normal mission. That's a crazy mission, bro. Let's fucking... Let's hear about it. Let's hear about your Merca learning down there. All right. How about this? I got up an hour earlier than the rules said to get up because I wanted to study extra. Hell uh, yeah. (laughs) I believe you. Let's go. What else? That's not the yeah. only thing. Let's go. Let's hear them. Uh, we'd fast every week sometimes. Every Sunday, we'd fast. I'm a 24-hour fast, dude. I lost a bunch of Are weight. Are you I kidding got... me? I lost, dude, that's like, badass. I lost 30 pounds on my mission just because I was I, walking. Dude, I do and... intermittent fasting, and that's hard as fuck. You did 24-hour fast every week? for not, not, not the whole mission, but for a period of months I did, yeah. Wow, that's lit, dude. You're you're like twice the human I am. That's amazing. Yeah, that was fanatic, dude. That was not healthy. What I was doing to myself. I it appreciate was too much. that. 
that de- I don't. I've never been that dedicated to anything. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> what else? But I, I would say, it. I would say, this working and being dedicated and driven. Like I, I'm just so ultra driven, and I think it, it was partially because of my mission. You know, I can be driven. The, I get yeah. so hyper focused on shit, but then like a month later, I'm like, man, this is dumb, and then I'm done. So how <laughs> how do you stay ultra driven for two years? Tell me. Yeah. I don't know, man. It just, I don't know. I totally believed it. Like everything, a hundred percent. I believed it. It was just, it was purpose. You had a purpose. That was, that was what drove you. I literally thought I was saving people's souls. I literally believed that. I hate, I support that. The cost of whatever, my health, my, I don't know, dude, it, it just didn't matter, I guess. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Any any other non spiritual learnings other than the badass things that you've already listed? <laughs> I think that's well. Learn the learning a language. Um, you know that was something that's been been really cool. That I, uh, you know, it's not necessarily religious, but it's come in handy several times. Absolutely. Um, and plus, seeing a different your, culture. Uh, you know, oh, culture. Okay. So yeah, I don't uh, I don't hear you yelling go. So like, no. what kind of culture stuff did you learn? I guess just seeing how other people live. You know, seeing true poverty. Maybe we get a glimpse of it here, but you don't really appreciate, you know, other people's circumstances until you go to places like, you know, rural Mexico. Okay. To okay. Truly Stop right see there. poverty. Yeah. Stop right it's there. Just, how how does that affect? You and your bougie ass children. I want to. I, I want to hear it from the man himself. For me, dude, I just, I just try and keep. You know, it's just perspective, I guess. When when I think back to those times and see what you know, some people live with, and and they're happy, and then I don't know. You see what we deal with, like minor, minor inconveniences, and it, and it's it's really not a big deal. So I don't know. I forget about it a lot, but when I do remember it, I, I guess it gives me pause. And it makes me want to be aware and more present with my circumstances and more appreciative and grateful. Right. Okay. So here, I didn't write this question down, but this, this brings up my question uh, going through that. Do you feel like your son will not have that opportunity because you are not practicing now? Do you feel like you're taking away an experience to learn and grow like like the Australians or natives went walkabout, you know, mm-hmm. or went on a, a vision quest. And you yeah. did that. You can't tell me you didn't do that. But now oh, yeah. with your belief system, he's not gonna do that. Yep. So how no, how do you how does that make you feel? That kept me in for a long time, those types of things. Uh wanting to make sure my kids had the experience to go go see that, go experience it. I think there's other ways to do it. Uh, I don't think you have to abandon that opportunity, but I think there's other ways like studying abroad or Peace Corps or whatever. And it's not going to be, it's not going to be the same thing, but I think it'd be almost, almost better in some circumstances when you're not trying to change people. So so the whole sacrifice for the greater good, you can't be selfish. You need to go out into the world. Like you still feel like that can be done with or without Mormonism. 100%. 100%. Yeah, there's different opportunities available to do that. Okay. Okay. I, I, I totally support that. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad we're on the same track. So, all right. So let's go. Let's go. Let's erase those questions. Let's go back to uh, the mission. 
how was tracting like? Did you like tracting anything interesting other than the than the the cliche tracting that was going on? Anything like that? Um, I mean, I don't know if I enjoyed it. I, I did it every day almost, just because I I thought that was the most effective way of finding people. You How know? many miles a day did you walk? Uh, I think I averaged it out ten to sixteen. So on the long days, it was probably sixteen miles. Um, wow. Shorter days, you know, it was probably more like six. But um, yeah, most of my areas had long, had big sections of rural communities. So I could be in, I could be downtown for for some period of time. But maybe once in a while, we we just have these longer walking days. So okay, yeah, dude, I walked. I went through shoes like crazy. Um, okay. Yeah, lots of walking. No bikes and there were no cars. Were you in church shoes or did you have specialized shoes? I, I bought, uh, my parents sent me these Echoes for walking. So they were, you know, semi form. They were, they were kind of like churchy church, um, hiking boots, essentially, is what I wore. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's, let's phase out of the while you were there on the mission. Let's go towards, um, the end of the mission, or if you don't got anything of note at the end of your mission, how was your return talk from your mission? My return talk was great. Um, you know, I shared a bunch of the different experiences I had and people that I met and, um, you know, again, hundred percent believed it. I shared a bunch of experiences and then mapped those into the book of Mormon, like the sons of Messiah and, you know, when they went on missions down to the, <laughs> uh, to the area of the Lamanites, right? So supposedly in the Book of Mormon, the Lamanites are the people of, of uh, you know, Native Americans, Mexicans, South Americans. Central Mexico, right? yeah, so or Central America, I should say. It's so. kind of silly now being more familiar with DNA and, and all that. But, um, you know, at the time it was, it made sense to me. So yeah, it right. Was a pretty good talk, you know, maybe 20, 25 minutes. Okay. Okay. Did you feel, uh, did you feel like a hero when you came back? You know, I don't know. I think it was, I had a highly successful mission, but I don't know if I felt like Uh, 70 baptisms. That's crazy, bro. That's like the the most Saturday's warrior would ever brag about. That's right, man. They should have had me in that show. Uh, yeah. And you would have done. What about you, dude? I'm talking way too much here. Tell me, tell me some stories here great here dude i don't know I, my mission ended in failure because my first three months was just like this companion was go 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 and we're gonna do all the things and we're gonna solve the one problems and then the last three months it was like here have a guy and have a bike and <laughs> oh tracked or something and i and i hung out well actually no the girl that i convinced to to go mormonism was in my first zone then i transferred to my second zone had to go back to my first zone to baptize her and then the last three months was just knocking on doors with a guy that knew five words in spanish so that we could knock on some people doors and not feel weird and oh, then man. everything else was just a total fucking failure and <laughs> um and we both we both slept with our backs to each other because I could, so I could masturbate and maybe he could masturbate. You know what was going on. But we slept in our beds, separate from oh, each other. Gosh. And then, and he had no testimony. He was the most boring human ever. I think the yeah. most exciting thing that happened was that one of the other companions in the other group 
killed a squirrel and skinned it in our one of our P day meetings. Other than that, we played tennis and we oh bought gosh. shoes from the Nike store. That's really Dude. all I got for you, man. I it love was it, like I felt like the the most excited I was during the entire mission was every night we hoped to get. Uh, uh, um, a member to cook us dinner because if not, it was freaking top ramen. <laughs> that was I, my mission, bro. I brutal. tried. We went tracting. We tried the whole thing. We got into arguments with the with the religious people. Oh, yeah. of yeah. It was just like this is so fucking dumb. What am I doing here? Yeah. I felt useless. I would. I didn't do nothing. We went. We did missionary work from morning until evening, and we yeah. got deep chicken because we were right next to the Tyson plant. But other oh. than that, we were just bored out of our freaking mind. And I, I quit after six months. So you did a full mission. I, I support all your crap. Mine was just like, what am I doing here? Yeah. What is the point? Is this, am I socially selling people on something or, or am I improving myself? Am I selling myself because I'm dedicating all this time to the mission so that I'm sold on the church myself? Am I doing this mission oh, dude, for myself? I thought I was purpose. doing this mission for other people. No, no, Why no, is no, no one no. listening to me? I'm dude. efforting. No one cares. Yeah. Guess what? The whole, the whole mission concept, the whole purpose of that is to, indoctrinate you and make you be persecuted when you're outside of your home so that the when you come back you are 150 percent in dude that's the whole point of a what mission that? Indoctrination. What did you drink? i was like what the fuck is the point of any of this nothing was solved this is so yeah. stupid everyone's right? fine everyone has personal responsibility everyone has fucking discipline in georgia we're all fucking fine everyone's getting along great i was in atlanta i didn't see any of the bad shit everyone was hunky-dory in their rural america everything was fine everyone yeah. got along everyone had accents everyone was a, was part of the community we didn't need mormonism to solve any it was fucking stupid but that is the that is the point right that is the point to to make you so you never question and you never leave. Yeah. So, so it's like, all right, here in my, here, here, listen to my, how my brain works. If you get a game for free, you'll play, you'll check it out. It'll be cool. But if there's something tough or whatever, yep. it's like, uh -huh. yeah, maybe I'll play the game. Maybe I won't. But if you spend $60 on the video game, it's like, fuck oh, yeah. that. I'm beating this fucking game. Yep. And so you want to go through it, whether it's a good game or not. So it's like, yeah, if you're just going to invest all this fucking time, yeah. all the, your life, your prime life to everything, yeah. it's like, fucking go. Let's, I'm going to do this shit. But somehow my brain doesn't work like that. And I was like, what the hell am I fucking doing here? This is stupid. I don't know why, how, I don't know. I went matrix. And I was like, what is actually being accomplished? I don't explain. I don't know. I went on my mission thinking it was a good thing. And I came out thinking this is the dumbest thing. I don't know what happened, bro. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's the sunk cost. Think about how much tithing money and how much time you dedicated. Like, tithing, that's is, a good point. It's so about expensive. It's so costly, not on, on those fronts that you've already spent the money or the, spent the, the capital. But then you have the ramifications of your community, of your friends, of your family. I mean, dude, it is just, it's a trip when you finally get out of it and look back and just think, what the fuck? What All right. 
What was that yeah. about? Yeah, all right, all right. Let's get let's get focused. I got more questions written down. How did your family treat you before, during, and after your mission? Not not now, but after your mission. Uh, they were always just extremely proud of me. I think both before. And then even more during, you know, I'd write home and, and have these amazing things to share. And then after, man, I was like, I was like a golden child, dude. You know, they just thought the world of me. <laughs> so it's a totally different story now. But you were lonely at the top, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah I was at the very top. Yeah, dude, 70 baptisms. Was your dad jealous? I don't think I ever told him how many people I baptized. It wasn't a thing, what? right? I didn't. How did you not come back with that humble brag? Dude, because you don't do that. It's just a non, non-spoken non thing. I don't think I've... No, I think it's you're like, not. I, I asked like every missionary how many people you baptize. How is that unspoken? I don't know. It's just not something you... Like when you're in, a number is not important. You, you think about the people, right? You, you do that. You think about, um, you know, those individuals. You don't think of them as a number. Were you but from now, Utah? Did you grow up in Utah? Yeah, is that is that tell. a Utah is that a Utah thing to not talk about? Baptism? No, man. But I don't know if you remember, like in the in the study guides, they talk about that. Like they'd be you'd, you'd actually have to do like these role play. Like how many people did you baptize? And like, well, there was this so and so, and and then there was this lady named this, and she was from here. And he, you don't ever you don't ever talk about the numbers, except that's all the church cares <laughs> about, right? Did <laughs> you learn end, about that your first about. six months, or did you learn that your yeah. last year and a half? No, I think I learned that in the first like two months. I think I went through that, that training. <laughs> I did like, that memo. Times, Maybe dude. they changed the fucking rules or something because we all talked about how many people we baptized. I don't know if we were breaking rules or not. That's funny. No, as it's fun. not a rule. It's just like a, I don't know, quiet dignity, right? That's what they teach you. In <laughs> quiet dignity. So no, who knows how many people you baptize? Because 70 is a lot, bro. Come on. You know. Drag that shit out. Let's hear it. I don't think it. anybody knows, dude. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. How many people do people <laughs> normally baptize? I have no idea. Dude, 70 people is a lot of people, bro. Yeah. Dude, I fucking salute you. I think 70 is awesome. Okay, well, thanks. <laughs> but now I, I don't. I wish I hadn't. I wish I hadn't. It's weird, uh, dude. Like, uh, I think back of these people. I think some of them really benefited from the church's influence. Like a, a lot I of them believe did. you. Others, Hell yes, not did. so much. I think others suffered from the persecution of their family because they're all Catholic, you know? And they don't sure. they don't believe it, but it's all about partying and drinking and having fun and having a family. And I don't know. I think I pulled them away from that. And so now they're like outcasts. I don't know. I haven't checked in with a lot of them oh. for several years. But. So you split the community, not 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 brought the community together. Definitely. At times, I definitely split them. Yeah, I, no. I definitely did that. Okay. Yeah, maybe that is not that great. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Um, looking back at your mission, do you have any – or actually, no, 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 not right now. When you left your mission and the first five years after your mission, did you have any regrets from your mission? No. I think. Okay, that... how about now? Do you have any regrets from your mission now? Well, yeah, a lot. I mean, I, I told these people things that weren't true. All I, right, let it, let I it mean, out, bro. Let's fucking spill the beans. What do you regret? I mean, <laughs> most of it. I mean, I, I told these people that I had this book that talked about their ancestors and 
on and on and on and how you know it was all it was, it's all made up it's just it's just all made up right if, let's not even talk about the book of Mormon. let's go back and talk about like the tower of babel the, oh noah's ark adam and eve all these old testament stories which are obviously just myths they're fables you know to convey an idea or a meaning or they a might be fables but they didn't come from just mormonism or anything like that no, that's, they've that's been around that's before the bible they've been around for a yeah, long 100%. long time i okay. agree but okay so but but if those things aren't true then the book of mormon is not true because literally the jaredites came from the tower of babel right the right. flood all these things are talked about as if they literally just happened in the Book of Mormon. So if they didn't happen and they're not literal, that book's not literal. And so either right. you have a nuanced perspective on the book and say, oh, it was an inspired writing of Joseph Smith. Or, or maybe the Lord wanted him to write it. Like You, you can't have the literal, literalistic interpretation that is the current narrative of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? That's gone. Mormonism, it stands on that or falls on it. And, and those things are obviously not true. And so... I, I can't I can't just continue to believe those things because they're good and they build a community. They're they're not factual. And so that's that's my biggest regret is I made those people believe those things as if they were literal. And it's any it's any other regrets. I mean, other than that, I mean I worked my butt off. There was like no waste of time. I think if I had like fifteen minutes before I went in, before it was like bedtime, I'd still be knocking doors. I was that kind of a fanatic. Dude, Skylar, that's why I fucking love you. I, I literally, just the fact that you said that, like, I already looked up to you. Like, I look up to you even more now after all <laughs> Why would crap. you do that, like, though? Because you're just dedicated. Like, I'm intense, but you're intense, too, in, like, game-recognized game. Like, fuck yeah, Skylar. I, I love that about you. You're just, you're oh. just gritty, and you're hardcore, and you don't care. You just, I'm on one mission. Well, fuck you, know you I'm doing this. I respect <laughs> that, bro. I so think that's way, cool. Fuck Mormonism. I love you. I think that's cool. Well, I love you, bro. The thing I wish I would have done, though, is spent more time, like, connecting with people. You know, I guess if I had one regret, I wouldn't have been, like, so pushing my beliefs. I should have been like, man, tell me about you. What's your life about? You know, I had so many opportunities to do that. But it was always me telling them. Telling so you, these things so like you where I should have been like, them dude, I don't know where you, yeah, I don't know anything about you. I shouldn't be telling you anything. I want to know about you. Where do you come from? What do you believe? What are your life experiences? That is the value that human connection and all the opportunities I had to experience that, that I, I passed up. Oh man, I want to take mushrooms with you and talk about that because you'd be a fucking, <laughs> you'd be a fucking train wreck, bro. <laughs> You'd be uh, so jacked up, bro. You would regret everything a hundred times uh, more. I would, but bro, I would be oh, there sure for you. I'm sure I would. And I would fucking hug you because, yeah, you fucked up, but bro, it's cool. You're just, man. <laughs> it's all good. We're going to get through this together. Uh, You're, all you did, you, you just sold them on a bad religion, bro. It's all good. Like, there's religion. way worse shit to, to sell them on. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess you're right. Oh, dude, I, I respect the ever-loving shit out of you, man. How, <laughs> how are you doing on time? Because I got like seven, ten more questions. All right, I'm fine. Keep going, bro. Okay, okay, okay cool. This is going really well. All right, let's go with uh, how did your mission affect you right after and now? 
right after, man, I was so dialed in to just accomplishing every little goal that I had. I mean, I always wanted to be an engineer. As soon as I came back, I just like, I wrapped up that degree in three years and actually got four years. I got a master's degree. Like I was just so dedicated what? and driven. You're so hardcore. I believe all these things. That's so <laughs> intense, dude. <You're laughs> but I mean, that's, that's what I learned, right? I learned just to like set these goals. And oh, no shout what, out to Ashley right now. You picked a good one. You um, picked a good one, Ashley. I'm <laughs> fucking proud of you. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and she was the only distraction, right? I dated a lot of girls. So, you know, the semester I started dating her, my grades tumbled. Oh, that semester and that's brutal. my sister right there. Ashley, you're the shit. <laughs> I love you, Ashley. You're the shit. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. Still is a good time. She's amazing. She is amazing. I fucking love her. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, I think that yeah, this now, is how did, my how personality, did it right? You now, it was such a formidable time for my development. I, I think the the religion had, you know, had a big impact, obviously, on my life. I'm, I'm still very much Mormon in in my Absolutely. cultural perspective, you my worldview. That, that that'll be no, you, you the rest of your life. It, it is, and and luckily though, it it did instill in me other things like truth. Was truth matters? You know, there was a there was an integrity integrist that I had to stand up for and believe in. And so that eventually led to me leaving is the funny thing, right? It, it maybe backfired on the church a little bit. Dude, I totally I agree with that. that. Yeah. Um, so I guess I still have that. Like there may be cost to certain decisions, but there has to be, you know, um, uh, it has to be honest. It has to be authentic. And so even if there is, is a payment to be made, that, that still has to be, has to be done. Like I have a yeah. hard time with certain perspective, like Trump, like, I don't know, I won't even get into politics, but I couldn't get behind a guy like that. Even if I agreed generally with the, with the more conservative viewpoint in, in, in politics, like guys like that, man, I just, I can't get behind. And I think yeah. that, that this yeah. has a, a big ripple effect on, on a lot of my, my views and perspectives. So, yeah. All anyway. right. Yeah. Pol- politics aside, let me, let me stop you there because they did, draw that line of you know the james verse whatever pray on it if you get a tingly feeling you know that's the truth and and i did get that feeling and i did believe in that stuff and then but then you know in my mission i didn't get that feeling anymore was like what does this mean i want the truth and i'm all about the truth and i left the religion because i didn't have the truth but then after that you know, I went like full Alex Jones and I was like, I'm going to find the truth, you know, and, and that didn't work out either. But like, but you keep following the truth. You want the truth and the truth is not black or white. It's fucking gray. Yeah. The truth is gray. And we don't have some the things, ability. Are gray. Yeah, we don't have the ability to, to find black or white. And that's how I am today. But you don't find gray without that that dedication to finding the truth. Cause if you don't care about the truth, if you, if you just want the community, if you just want to be comfortable, then it's black and white and Merry fucking Christmas to you. I'm so happy for you that your life is black and white. I'm actually kind of jealous. Who's mine. What's that? Black and white for me. No, no. Or just in general, like these people, 
that, oh, that yeah. believe these people that you know it doesn't have to be Mormonism; it can be any belief. This, yeah. this is their game. This is their team, and they're rooting for it. Root line or hook line and sinker. You know, sorry, I'm like six drinks in. It's really taking effect. Yeah, I'm. But anyway, I, 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 I'm jealous that they have a simple life and I don't because I'm measuring more variables than well, they are. Yeah. Wouldn't, would you want that though? I don't think so. Like that's a non, it's not a true perspective. It's a completely ultra bias beyond the normal bias that we all have. It's but you scary. have to admit that ignorance is bliss. Well, yeah, that's funny, right? So I, I went to this, this conference on basically living, leaving religion. You know, there was people from Jehovah's Witnesses and, um, you know, other fundamentalist religions, high demand religions, Mormonism being, you know, one of the most prominent, but they talked about these movies like the Truman show and the matrix and, nice. and, and all that these things awesome. that everybody can relate to because you wake up and you look around and be like, you know, Holy crap, man, this is, this is crazy. I spent my whole life believing something that's obviously not true. And, and you know, the matrix being one, a great example because yeah, is it, is it better to go back and, and to not be aware of the truth and just to live your life, you know, believing, believing it is because a lot of people love it and they have great lives. And so it's, yeah, it's, it is ignorance bliss. I don't know. I don't think so, but some people do. Okay. All right. All right. Here, here we go. Here we go. Red pill or blue pill, if you will. Red. Is it better that your mission happened or do you wish that it didn't? So here's the thing, right? If I didn't go, I wouldn't be married to the woman I am today. I wouldn't have the kids that I have today. I, I don't know where Great. I would be, right? And I'm happy with where I am. So if that's the if that's the cost, then that's fine. Agreed. I, that I completely agree with you. It's better that I went on my stupid fucking six-month mission that I quit than <laughs> if I didn't. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I agree. It's a great experience in some ways. Like it, you learn a ton about yourself. That was my biggest thing, man. I got to know my limits. I got to know a lot about where I was comfortable, where I was not and how I could, you know, overcome certain situations. So I completely agree. Would you recommend going on a mission? Hell no. <laughs> Dang, I'm the same way. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not pleasant in any way. There's like very little to enjoy. It is a hard, difficult time. Period. Bro, going to Mexico is not like going to Georgia. So yeah, you're on a whole nother level that I just salute like you're going to the moon or something. <laughs> you know, some of my friends still have, I remember when I came home, I had nightmares about getting called out. Like I still would go, you know, I'd be like, They'd be like, oh, hey, man, we really need – we're basically calling out the all-stars. If you baptize this many people, we need you to come back. And so I was like, yes. oh, shit. Okay, I'll and go back. Tyler could save the day, dude. I just – I believe in you so much. Like, <laughs> if you're coaching hockey or baseball or soccer, you're probably going to go undefeated. That, that's all yeah, That's I all wish. I – Yeah. Uh, I'm just – I <laughs> – I, your soul. Are you an old soul? I, I just don't understand. I just, I love the dedication. I love the commitment, man. I love the much. I'm so into your intensity. I just, I think it's the coolest fucking thing. 
Oh, thanks, man. And I'm proud. I, th- like, talking to you just makes me proud of my sister. Like, yeah. My sister was the shit. <laughs> of course, you got the dude that was the shit. Oh, dude. You're, no, man. It's like you're an all-star couple that has to come back to reality. Like, I'm sorry that you're yeah. still stuck in reality. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, I appreciate you. All right. All right. Let's keep this going. Let's keep it going. Is there anything else in the world like a mission, like uh, maybe the military or going walkabout or how else? If you're talking to an 18 year old and you're said, bro, like life's about to smack you across the face like you need to get ready. And this is what I did. Maybe do something slightly better. What, What would you recommend? You know, I don't know about, um, I, I would say the military probably, I mean, boot camp and discipline and that brotherhood, that camaraderie, the dedication to a mission at all costs, you know, like I, I kind of think that almost fits in a way. And plus you could have a whole lot more fun and be a whole lot more authentic and not be way pushing some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. So I would say that would probably be my, my recommendation. There are other ways to go see the world, I suppose, maybe like, I don't know, Peace Corps or service opportunities. But yeah, I think the closest thing would be like a, a military experience, probably. So if you just told a kid to be homeless for two years, probably not a good recommendation. I would say no. Okay. I agree with you. Yeah. All right. So let's see here. I'm going to list off some traits. And, and uh, you just say yes or no. All right. Did you learn dot, 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 personal responsibility? Yes. Sales tactics? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Confidence? Um, no. Practicality? Sure. Conversation skills? Yes. Research? No. Education? No. What other traits did you learn while you were on your mission? Uh, discipline. Okay. For me. Anything else? Um, dedication, loyalty. America? Totally. <laughs> if you could do it again, would you treat people differently yeah i would how uh i wouldn't presume to know everything like i did you were that guy oh yeah man they told they teach you that they ingrain that in you you have all the answers man you are the solution did everyone call you elder cock they (laughs) i don't know man did they did you say big cocks once in your life <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> no way you and i are so different i'm actually mad that you said no I don't my know, brain, i'm a is. fucking child i'm a child skylar at heart at heart yeah oh my god all right <laughs> so would you say your mission is a blessing in disguise I don't know. I think I could have gotten a lot done. I don't think it changed me dramatically. I think I was kind of, it just accentuated who I was already. You were just, you just became more traumatized instead of semi-traumatized as a 21 year old. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I think uh, it just solidified. It just it stuck me to the church more than I think I would have been originally. Well, I duh. think I, I, That's a I think duh I had, answer. It is a duh. But just thinking back before, I had questions, man, and I asked a couple times, and and the the responses I got were actually stupid. But um, what you know, at the time, I wasn't willing to. What's that? Did I lose you? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. So I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't have the the confidence to be like to really tr- truly question. And so I just accepted whatever I was told. And then going on the mission, man, that just like, uh, I guess it just solidified it even further to a point where I was dangerously dedicated to it, uh, unreasonably so. And so it took a lot longer for me to, to pull away from it. Absolutely. Well, you were sold on it, man. And it made it, you, I, whether you realize it or not, you grew up during I your, I grew up and, and so you, so you not only related growing up to growing up, you related it to your Mormon mission. And so how do you separate that right away? You can't literally impossible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Were you proud of it? Are, are you still proud of your mission? I, I was, I, I don't think I am anymore. I'm not proud of it now. No. It's just part of who I am. You, n- as you are now, do you regret going on your mission? No, I don't think I, I, I don't know. That's a tough question to a- answer. You know, um, I'm happy with what I am now. And so I think that's a, an integral part of it. And like, like we've been talking about, I learned a ton on, on that during that time period. But uh, I, I don't know. I, obviously, yeah. I don't believe any of it anymore, but sure. yeah, yeah, it's irrelevant now. It, it is borderline stupidity, but you know, what do I know? But all, just... all religion is, in a way, you know, it, it's so it's all of it is, it's all man made. It, it's a core human behavior, and, I, and Absolutely. You, can't, you can't take that away from me. But my last question that I have written down, I have more questions that I don't have written down. My last question written down is, do you, let me see, let me, let me rephrase this. How did your mission affect your wife, family, and community? Well, I mean, without a mission, I would not have married my wife. And without that, you know, I wouldn't have these kids. Um, Community-wise, I think if you don't go, you are, you become a second-class citizen within the LDS community. Yes. Um, as soon as that's found out. And so I think I was, you know, I followed the path. It was expected of me by that community. Yep. Um, yeah. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I respect that. I respect that. So, all right. Looking back on your mission experience, what, what did you gain from it? And, and what, let's say, let's pretend like an 18 year old what, that was about to go on his mission and you can tell him not to go. What would you tell him? I can tell him not to go. No, no, no. 
you can't tell him not to go. He's going. You know, he, okay. he's sold on the social aspects. He's maybe sold on the Jesus aspect. He might have a girlfriend that's expecting him to go. He's fucking going. What do you tell this guy? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I tell him, don't take it too literally. You don't know everything. You're 18 years old. The people you're going to meet know a lot more about life than you do. And so let them let them teach you. Be a little more teachable than you're going to think you are. Um, uh, for example, I got a text message from one of the missionaries, you know, several months ago. And uh, he's like, oh, hey, you know, we're in the area. We'd like to come in and give you a message. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested. I don't want to be a part of that organization anymore. And they just, well, you should remember how you used to feel when you used to live the gospel. You should do this. Like, dude, who the hell are you, man? You have no idea what you're talking about, what you're teaching. It's made up and you have no idea. You know, things like that, just stupid things. I'm sure I was that kid. I'm sure I was. And so that's what I would tell them. Just Learn. stay humble. Yeah, stay humble. Learn from these people. You don't, you don't have all the answers. You may think you do, but you don't. Yeah, you, you, you're sold that you're going to go out there and, and give answers. But really, just be open to the answers. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. My other answer, don't fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my could. Save yourself. Go to school. It's a total waste of time. You idiot. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck it. Go, bro. Go. No. Go be the hero. Go no. back like 70 people, man. Go be a sailor. Let's fucking go. Become a fucking aeronautical engineer, man. Let's fucking save the world, motherfucker. Elon Musk, lead you. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god hell yeah bro <laughs> hell yeah i respect you man all right all right all right all right settle down so all right the 21 year old that just came back from nicaragua and has rediscovered the internet and he's returned home he just gave his return talk and he's here he's here skyler and he wants to he's looking up all the fucking missionary podcasts and he's just like, all right, so I'm back in America. What am I supposed to do? What do you say to this guy? Oh, man. Look into it. Look into it. So, right, there's any any organization that has to vilify those that, dis that disagree and leave is an organization that is fundamentally flawed. And so that is what Mormonism does to people. That's what it does to try and keep people in. It doesn't want you to think. It doesn't want you to research. It wants you to believe whatever you're told. And so I, I, that would be my thing. Like, really look into it, man. Like, not necessarily just what they tell you or just what books they provide you. Really look into it and let him, you know, let him dig into it because it's a rabbit hole that's deep. And, uh, you know, I think everybody who gets in and investigates, I, I'd have to say 90% 90, 90 of them end up leaving because it's just so black and white when you really right. get into the and, and they make it black. And like that's the cool thing about Mormonism is they do yeah. make it black and white. Absolutely. It's like, bro, if you're but, in, let's go. If you're out, get the fuck out. Yeah, and you're stupid and uh, you're dumb and you're like lazy learner, right? Lazy learner, right. I think, was the latest right. attack from their prophet, some schmuck. Oh, I remember but, um, that. 
Yes, yeah, that my wife or my not my wife, my my mom shared me that talk. Yeah, don't dabble in the in the in the biased discussion. Like, only come from the sources. Yeah. It's like don't how do you tell your people with, with the freaking internet around? It's so stupid. Yeah, don't don't rehearse your doubts with other doubters. And um, what was the other? Oh, only look in faithful sources that we provide you. What else do you need to say, Colt? Hello. Or communism. Does like, that make didn't any communists sense to anybody kill people else? That, that participated in non-Mormon acts? Like, we're just a step away from violence at this point. Dude, I, I wish that they would just be like, okay, let's just consider, like, pick a story in the Book of Mormon, right? Let's just say, okay, Nephi building a ship to cross the ocean. One sail. So I looked into shipbuilding for a while. Do you realize that to build one sail, you need about 100 sheep? Per year, in one year, so he would have needed about four hundred sheep to shear them, to, to process the wool, to do the all the the I can't even remember the name of the machinery that they use. It's so outlandish and absurd. Just that one element, let alone all the metallurgy, like it. It's just baffling to me that anybody can believe that bullshit. But what yet, if he was you know, high on DMT and he had angels and entities talking to him the entire time? Do you doubt how, that? How are you still going to do it? How are you still going to build a ship, man? I don't care how high you are. I don't care if you're talking directly to God. What Where if the weather was hundreds, really, really, really nice, Tyler? You, you have to have hundreds of acres of wood, of massive trees to burn, to convert to charcoal, to then process that charcoal, to get it to heat up to the point where you can actually melt raw iron but, but you, you, do it you in saw the painting nephi was really strong <laughs> what the hell though dude <laughs> steaming wood nails like all these basic concepts how many industries did that take like look at the vikings dude that took them a thousand years it took them like three years to build a boat with like ten thousand people in different industries it's just so stupid that they think he can do this in like a year by well, himself. Tyler, I believe this shows your lack of faith, and I think you exactly. need to pray on it. Exactly. And if that's what you really think that God does, he wants you to just believe something that's absolutely absurd. That's not a God I want to believe in, man. All right. All right. Real talk, though, Skyler, like the whole like detailed descriptions. I threw that shit out the window before I even went on my mission. Because like Everybody maybe does. they got the details wrong. Maybe they got absolutely. there somehow, some well, way. Because it was important. It didn't matter how they actually did it. Maybe they just exactly. translated it wrong or something. Yep, exactly. And that's where the church, that's where the Mormon church is starting to go. Now it's no longer a translation. It's an inspiration. And it's going to turn into, or it's revelation. It's going to turn into a, an inspirational writing. It's not going to be literal. None of the Book of Mormon is going to be considered literal. Mark my words, it's already going there. And the, the membership doesn't even see it. They're really? so, they're being gaslighted so hard right now. Absolutely. You can look in there and it's not even a literal translation anymore. It's a revelation. And the next step is just an inspirational that he originally Joseph Smith was the, the copyright author on the book, right? It was removed later on, but he, he himself basically indicated that he wrote it. And so that's eventually where they're going to go back to. And they're going to say from the beginning, see, he was the author all along. It's just classic gaslighting, dude. Wow. All, it is. all right. All right. All right. That's mm-hmm. I'm already I mean it didn't I didn't have to go into the nitty gritties because it was just dumb. 
No, you, you have know, to, as, man. A, as a you 20 year old, or else you're just going along with what everybody else says, right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to get into details, but all right. So let, let's say we're done. What what else you got to add to this? Any burning things that you need to say? No, it's all made up. Other than that, I don't have the answers. I'll tell you that. I don't. I don't know. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So my burning thing is if you're good and it's good and it's working and it's going to fuck up your whole life if you change don't change just just don't change just be present be here today and if it works out just just go with it if if you're hating it don't go with it that's but that's really is, all i got to say so many of them don't know that they they hate it until they leave it and then it's like this awakening new experience you connect with people on a much more deeper level Life's more meaningful. It's more authentic. They don't even realize it. But what if porn is less exciting when they're not Mormon? Oh, that could be. Good point. I don't know. It really fuck up their masturbation, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. No, that's, okay. That's a really good point. I'm sorry. All right. All right. I'm done. Uh, that's all I got. I didn't write that down. I was just, the Whatever. spirit was talking to me. The whole time. And I listened yeah. to my to the inspiration that I had, and uh-huh. that and it was a true small voice that came to me that told me about this, and so that's what I have to say. <laughs> okay, fair. All right, all right. You good, man? I'm good. That was good. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm in a bad spot right now. I need to go do something else. All uh, right. Dramatic. Well, I will end this podcast, and if you tell me to not publish it, I will not publish it. But but let me be. Let me say that I'm drunk, and (laughs) I fucking respect you, bro. I really think you're a wonderful human, and I think you're fucking cool as shit. And I'm proud of my sister, and and you're so America. And I just I couldn't be more proud that you're my brother-in-law. Thanks, bro. I feel the same. I love you, bro. I love you too, man. And I, I, I think this is the best podcast I've ever done. <laughs> wow. All right. Excellent. Thank you. All right, bro. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Later.